Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. BT knows that businesses come in many shapes, sizes, and guises, from the person just starting out at their kitchen table to the biggest employer, which is why no matter what line of work you're in, they've got your back to help you succeed and do what you do best. No doubt connectivity is a must in Westminster, and it certainly helped us to get this episode created and distributed to you listening right now. BT already connects more than 1 million businesses and public sector organisations, offering secure and reliable connectivity. Nearly three quarters of people running a business or side hustle feel they couldn't do so without reliable broadband and mobile connectivity. That's why having connectivity you can count on is a must for business, whether it be facilitating multiple devices being connected at once or making team calls or guest Wi-Fi access for customers. BT's connectivity helps keep you and your customers happy. Whatever your business, BT's got your back. Search BT's got your back. Hello, welcome to the Red Box Podcast. I'm Matt Chorley, bringing you the best of my Times Radio show Monday to Thursday, 10 till 1. You can listen to the whole show on the Times Radio app. An amazingly silly show, really, today. We obviously did the news properly where we needed to, but we also talked about robot surgeons. Uh, Tom Whipple, the Times science editor, the very serious uh, science editor of the Times, uh, read an extract from some coronavirus erotica, and I got you to send in your uh, suggested titles for um, coronavirus erotica. Uh, Witty Witty Bang Bang, I think, was probably my favourite, uh, and there were several which were unbroadcastable, so thank you to those uh, those of you who sent those in. We also spoke to uh, Bill Bailey about him remixing the sounds of lockdown, and because it's a Thursday, Mitch Ben rounded off the week with a song. But this is our big thing. Remember this? Yes, Spitting Image is back on our screens this weekend. The satirical puppet show dominated TV in the 1980s and 1990s, sending up the governments and oppositions, obviously, of Margaret Thatcher and John Major. So what is it about the current state of politics and showbiz that made the show's creator think it was time to bring it back? Well, in a moment, I'll ask Roger Law just that. But first, let's take a listen to how they're dealing with the world's two blonde bombsites. I mean, bombshells. Why did you say the show was called? The name, or oh, uh, nomen to the Romans, uh, Latin pun, is spitting image. Splitting scrimmage? Spitting image. F***ing scrimmage. Oh, it's a sketch show with puppet caricatures of real people. Uh, it can be rather nasty. Puppets. That is the very most moronic thing I've ever heard. My puppet is going to be the best puppet, and I love it. I wouldn't worry about some dumb TV show, Boris. I mean, how are they going to make us look stupid? Can't be done. Uh, luckily, it's on the radio, so you can't see that, that the last bit of that clip. Um, it's uh, Donald Trump and Boris Johnson in a sauna. Uh, and what follows is pretty gr- gruesome, I think it's fair to say. So let's ask the man behind it. Roger Law, co-creator of Spitting Image, joins me now. Good morning, Roger. Good morning. My heart sinks when I hear that bloody signature tune from the eighties. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I agreed to go along with this nonsense. 
<laughs> what um, and that filth that filth at the end of the trade is absolutely shocking it is i don't know you should you should be ashamed Ill. of yourself so what what is it about the current state of politics and show business that made you think now was the time to bring back spitting image well it's not dissimilar from the last time the reason we got into the barrel to do the thatcher years was thatcher and reagan they were both pretty aggressive politicians and there was a lot of division in the country, and uh, there are certain similarities, I think. Does it help the, the sort of transatlantic nature of it, again, that, that you've got big politicians in the UK and in America? Well, that's one of the things that's changed. I mean, on the previous spitting image, I had to go from country to country to set up workshops in places as far away as Istanbul and New Zealand. New Zealand had one called Kiwi Spit. With the global uh, approach, you make one show and it goes out and that's it. And so so this show that you're making right now, it debuts on Saturday and it will be available, the same show will be available around the world. So <clears throat> people so around the world... So they tell me, Matt. People around the world are about to learn about Dominic Cummings. I'm afraid they will. <laughs> Who when is- we did Spitting Image, the first few shows of Spitting Image, people queued up to turn the bloody thing off. And so Let's how... It doesn't happen this time. How, how excited, nervous busy, tired are you right now in the the last few days before it it makes its debut? Well, when you're about 80, excitement is pretty rare, but it's the sort of, uh, it's just about on the Richter scale at the moment. Um, And so let's talk about the people that you've you've featured. Which puppets are you most excited about this time around? I'm very excited about Greta. Uh, yes, the Greta Thunberg. This has caused a bit of controversy, this, isn't it? That um, uh, Some people saying that it was unfair to pick on a, a young 17 Yeah, well, there's a lot of squeaking going on or tweeting or whatever they call it until <laughs> Greta tweeted that she loved her puppet and it stopped dead. <laughs> yes, people being offended on her behalf. And exactly. I, and I suppose that, you know, again, that's a, you know, featuring a Scandinavian teenager. The world is more global now. Uh, so you've got people from around the world to feature this time. I like anybody that has legs as a puppet. I know that sounds ridiculous because they don't have legs. They're (laughs) cut off at the waist. But the Queen was a favourite puppet and obviously Thatcher because you make one puppet and it lasts the best part of 13 years we ran that show. Where I hate it is where you make a puppet and no one wants to write for it. (laughs) Because <laughs> you've gone to all that trouble, who and it's in the cupboard. Who is there that you you think you've made for this series that might not get many outings over the coming weeks? Well, that I don't know. I mean, what the hell do I know? I'm down <laughs> here in Norfolk, in isolation. I went out at the weekend to look at the show, and uh, it was my first outing since March. So my excitement was fantastic. <laughs> Your excitement levels are high. Now then. Um, we need to talk about Michael Gove uh, because, uh, well, what we'll do is we'll play a clip where it will become clear what Michael Gove's puppet looks like. Let's take a listen. Yes, I have. I'm incredibly flattered that um, Are I'm you? featuring this. Yeah. I mean, and it's an honour. You know, it's like... Um, uh, but they've made your face look like genitals. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I think even, even my most generous friends would say that my face was designed for Rick. <laughs> 
So, Mike, there you are, you see. Um, that, that, that was Luke Jones on Times Radio Breakfast a couple of weeks ago uh, pointing out that Michael Gove's face in his puppet does look like genitals. And Michael Gove is flattered and he's delighted. You know, the one thing worse than, not, than being talked about is not being talked about. The one thing worse than being, being made to look stupid by spitting which is not being included at all. I'm just hoping he doesn't play with his nose. <laughs> Um, now, um, uh, full disclosure on this, I've been uh, speaking to the showrunner, Jeff uh, Westbrook, who's, you know, he's worked on The Simpsons and Futurama and all that, basically uh, telling him anything that I know uh, about um, politicians. Uh, how um, how important is it for you that it sort of, it treats all politicians equally, that it's rude about everyone? Is it, it's not a sort of, it's not a party political thing? No, of course it's not. You go where the energy is, you go where the fun is. I mean, I've never belonged to any party in my life. And I just loathe politicians. And it's a jolly good vehicle for that. <laughs> it does seem to be. Now, um, uh, uh, Times Radio listener Nick has been in touch, saying his memory of spitting image as a child was feeling sorry for John Major for not getting any Christmas cards. Many years later, when I first met him, I went out of my way to make sure he felt welcome. Even now, when I see Sir John on the TV, I still feel sorry for him. So that's, that's the power of a, of a spitting image sketch. But you don't seem to worry about that. No, I think that's more to do with John Major. Because <laughs> I was in a Microsoft talk in Miami, which he was, he was there as well. And they said, whatever you do, don't bring the puppet. So, of course, I packed the puppet. <laughs> and I was going to confront him at breakfast time. But he radiated embarrassment. And I, in the end, I didn't have the nerve to do it. So that may have more to do with John Major. I think, you, yeah, you may well be right. Now, uh, we should say that it's going to be on BritBox rather than on, you know, normal old-fashioned TV, um, streaming from this weekend. What impact do you think that will have? You know, does, does it being on a streaming service limit its, uh, it, the cultural impact it could have? Because it won't have that sort of big bang moment on Saturday or Sunday night on TV when everyone sits down and watches it at the same time. I think that will sort itself out. Um, before, when you did a deal, that was it. You had a deal. These days, it changes all the time. I heard the other day that it'll probably go out on YouTube in America. And I can't keep track of it. <laughs> if it's successful, it'll find its own, it'll find its own way. Uh, just finally then, has is, is there ever been a puppet that you've done before or a joke or that you've ever regretted? Uh, yes, they have. And I'm not going into any great detail. You need someone watching your back. I mean, you don't, if someone's getting terribly thin, you need to know why. So you don't start making thin jokes or fat jokes uh, okay. because there's another reason. That sort of thing um, comes under self-censorship and we did quite a lot of that. Yeah, sometimes I suppose it's a comedy. I think that's basically when Jeff phones me up. That's what he wants to know, is to make sure that he doesn't do something which is which lands him in trouble. Um, li- listen, Roger, it's lovely to speak to you. I know you're a busy man. It's a busy uh, week ahead. That's Roger Law there, the uh, one of the creators of Spitting Image, uh, which returns this weekend. So let's now uh, talk to a couple of the impressionists giving voice to the uh, puppets the new puppets this week. Matt Ford is a stand-up comedian, radio presenter, political commentator, which for some reason, because I think he's got the same first name, but it also means I also get quite a lot of his abuse on social media. Morning, Matt. Good morning. <laughs> nice to have you with us. And Deborah Stevenson, who you'll know from the Impressionist show, Dead Ringers, and of course, uh, Coronation Street as well. Morning, Deborah. Hello. Where to start, really? I mean, uh, Matt, who's your fa- who are you doing on the show, and who is your favourite? I'm doing Trump, Boris, and Starmer. And uh, Trump is my favourite to do. 
go on then. Uh, we'll, we'll deal with um, how on earth you do an impression of Keir Starmer in a sec. Let's have a bit of your Donald We obviously heard a little bit in the clip before, but let's have a bit of your Donald Trump. Well, what I tried to do with Trump is make him a, a sort of even more of a caricature than he already is. So I sort of add different noises and I've tried to make him quite kind of squeaky in his voice. So I'll do a kind of, um, you know, it's a great honour to be here, but I got to tell you, Mike, you can't trust people. They're sneaky. And we'll sort of add in different kind of um, daft noises to make him sound even more ridiculous. And and uh, having watched the debate this week, have you picked? Is he? Have you picked up any new ticks? I mean, it was it was quite. You're right. It's difficult to sort of uh, do a caricature of someone who's already a you know larger than life character. Have you picked up any new things this week from him? Not from this week. No, we've we've got a sketch uh, about the debate that we recorded yesterday. That'll be uh, that'll be in the show on Saturday, I think. Um, it's more you you notice things over time, really. It's just the little things, and then obviously you're trying to with Trump, you're trying to make him sound even more daft. So it's about adding things in that he actually doesn't do, like the squeaks and things like that. <laughs> uh, Deborah, what about uh, what about you? Who are you doing, and who are you enjoying doing most? Well, one is very privileged to be one. One is very privileged to be the queen. Uh, wow, so, I mean, it doesn't get uh, much better than that. Queen, which, um, and of course, we can't have me or one, should I say, without home Camilla Park bills as well, because I'm always in tow somewhere along the line. Uh, and the thing about Camilla is, and uh, is that she's, um, whenever you YouTube her, because there's hardly any time you, you see, who knows what she sounds like really, but, um, but when you do YouTube her and you find her and you search her, there's always clips of her giggling. So <laughs> she's like, um, She's just, she's kind of the, her puppet is more is more cheeky, and the way they've read, written her gives her a, a sense of fun that we might not kind of know her for. Presumably, from an impressions point of view, it sort of helps if we don't really know what someone sounds like. Well, remember the old spitting image? I think the Queen Mother had a, a Brummie accent. <laughs> it was my favourite TV programme when I was a teenager, and um, and I remember that. And that that always intrigued me because nobody ever knew what she sounded like. I'm sure she didn't have a Brummie accent, but I just thought that that was genius creativity. Uh, but I'm trying to sort of stick to what to what the Queen sounds like, what Camilla sounds like, but with these characterizations that match the puppets, because I think that's really important when you're doing a voice. I think, you know, if you were to do it as sort of try to get a tape recording of the Queen, it would it wouldn't match the puppet. So, it needs to be so exaggerated, yeah, in the same way. If you like what you're hearing, you can listen to the whole of my Times Radio show. Either listen back on the Times Radio app or you can listen live Monday to Thursday, 10 till 1. We'll have more on the episode after this. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at lutonrising.org.uk. Talking of people that people don't really know how they sound, Matt, how on earth are you doing a Keir Starmer? Well, that's a very good question. Um, it, it, I love it, your Keir Starmer. It, it's, oh, well, thank you very much. It's kind of, he sounds a bit like he's got a bit of a blocked nose, is the kind of, is the kind of hook for him, I guess. And he sounds, you know, he's always very magnanimous and very parliamentary and very legal when he speaks. So it's just a kind of, we recognise what the government is doing. We accept where they have made progress, but the honourable, I will give way to the honourable gentleman in a second. There's a kind of, he's somewhere between sort of Alan Rickman and kind of Josh Whittaker, but there's a sort of middle road <laughs> where Keir Starmer exists that um, I'm kind of, obviously at the moment, it's a kind of uh, slightly cartoony version of Keir Starmer. But I think with all these things, whenever you start with an impression, you get the the initial hook and then you just add on layers as the as the weeks and months and years go by. So Hopefully, in a couple of years' time, should Keir Starmer still be with us, um, that impression will be a bit more sophisticated. And how does it work? Do you have to do a sort of PMQs where your Keir Starmer is in conversation with your Boris Johnson? Well, with Boris and Trump, I've kind of done them both. Yeah, so I will, I'll sit here and I'll... Um, and obviously, I'm writing on the show as well. So sometimes I will kind of write a Boris and Trump sketch and then I sit there and then record the Boris bits. And then I'd prefer to do Boris first because Trump's harder on the throat. Um, so I'll do the I do the kind of uh, the bush bits, uh, and we'll do those uh, bits first, uh, and then we'll record that side of the conversation, and then uh, we'll have a pause, and then I'll go through and I'll do Trump's responses to Boris, rather than because you probably could kind of switch between the two, go, oh, it's a great honor to be here, and me too, but then it kind of gets you'd, lo- you'd go insane if you were doing that, um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> more insane. You have to do when you do an act though, and when it's live, isn't it? So we are kind of used to having to do that. Oh yeah, I suppose that's true. If you're doing it live on stage, then you have to, um, uh, then you do have to chop a change. But Deborah, about when was it? A year ago, last summer, I think you came on the Red Box uh, podcast, and we were talking about how it was quite fun for female impressions. There was quite a lot of women in politics. There was, you know, it was Theresa May and Diane Abbott and people like, that, and they've all disappeared again. So are you doing many politicians? Because politics now it just has got very male again. Yes, well, um, people think that they, the reason that they never see me on the back benches anymore is because I'm shielding from COVID-19. But really, it's because I don't want them to feature me on Spitting Image. And is, is, is Theresa on it at all? There's I not... don't think so. Not that I know of them. I haven't had to do it. You haven't um, had to do it. Such a, such a, such a, um, there's a few people that haven't popped up yet who I would be expecting to pop up. And... Uh, like um, I'm sure I, mean, I would imagine Nicola Sturgeon would have to feature at some point, and I haven't I haven't seen it yet. But but you know, as Scotland's first minister, I deal with the coronavirus in my own way. I give it a Glasgow kiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I happen to know that there is actually a Nicola Sturgeon uh, puppet because I was talking to Jeff about that the other day. Uh-huh. So it is. Well, that in... doesn't mean that I'm voicing it. Oh, it doesn't matter. That's true. That's true. And, and and somebody needs to write. Matt needs to get on and write some jokes about Nicola Sturgeon. So you, so, so yeah. there's something there's something to say. What about what about away yeah. from politics? Who are you doing? You know, showbiz or whatever. The, the, um, just just people who are probably more fun to do, or the people have you know. 
I might be watching it for the politicians. Other people might be watching it for you know your Piers Morgans or or Billy Eilish or whatever it might be. Yeah, I think some of those. I think some of those are are going to be featured. I'm not so much on the celebrities this time around. You're doing the podcast. You're, you're I'm like the royal correspondent. <laughs> you're the <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, who who I started off sounding a bit like Marge Simpson. <laughs> No, I don't want Marge. Uh, I want Nancy. And Nancy's, you know, Nancy's a lot more like that. I notice the way that she kind of slurs her words now and again. I wonder if she has the odd brandy at lunchtime. <laughs> Obviously, for legal reasons, we do not know if that is the case. Uh, Matt, I, you... only wondered. I only wondered. Well, Matt... <laughs> Let me make this clear. Uh, Pete, someone, just, uh, Annette's just been in touch. These are excellent voices. Rather looking forward to spitting image. So this is this is working. This is working. Um, uh, Matt, are you doing any other uh, uh, any non politicians? No, they're the three I'm doing at the moment. I mean, you chip in and kind of do um, generic puppet noises. So yesterday, oh, we recorded a sketch where I just had to sort of be bloke in the pub going, Wee, go on, rah! and spit on that. That's kind of or dog noise like. Rah, rah, rah. So it really, it really is the full range of my talents, really. It's not a proper job, this, is it, Matt? Let's be honest. No, and long may it continue. <laughs> do, yeah. do I wonder if you worry about how this is received by the people uh, who are being sent up? I mean, I suppose, I suppose, you know, by now Boris Johnson and uh, uh, Donald Trump have got a, a thick skin. But Matt, do you do you do you worry about you know some people have been texting in about you know feeling sorry for John Major and uh, you know sometimes particularly lower profile people like you know like Kiss you know even Kiss Thomas relatively low profile you could end up you know ruining their reputation defining them before the public's even got to know the real person. Yeah, it's great. Um, I think my, <laughs> I think my, I think my biggest fear is that they like it. So when when Piers Morgan or Michael Gove, I think slightly pretend that they like it because they think that's what they've got to say. Um, a, a little part of you goes, oh, damn it. You know, you want them to go, oh, my God, I've never been so offended in all my life. I mean, you don't want them to lose sleep about it. But I think um, in a weird way, it's a sort of compliment. But equally, you don't want them to be too happy that they're on, you know, because we are lampooning them because they're powerful and influential. And, um, you know, a bit of teasing is healthy for them. You're absolutely right. Well, somebody who has had a spitting image puppet has just walked into the studio. <laughs> Mariella Foster. And I'm feeling today actually the same size as my spitting image puppet because she wasn't fully life-size and I'm sitting on the chair that I presume oh, Stig, Stig was on this morning. Chair, so so I'm low. barely able to reach the microphone. So, so I hope you can hear me. Mariella, you had a spitting image puppet in the 90s. How I did. did you feel about it? I was absolutely thrilled. I mean, you were nobody if you didn't have a spitting image puppet. I mean, just to the, the point, who are we talking to? Who's so on the line? It's Matt Ford and oh. Deborah Stevenson. Hello, Matt and Deborah. Um, I mean, back in the day, really, it, you were absolutely nobody until you had a spitting image puppet. And so when mine arrived on the screen, I mean, you know, I must have had 50 phone calls from friends screeching <laughs> in excitement. And, um, and I loved her. And um, she was really funny. I mean, the whole point is that they, they do pick on your most exaggerated foibles, but in a sort of humorous and, and rather playful way. I, at least mine was. I mean, obviously, I wasn't prime minister running the country, so they could afford Mall's to just pity. have fun. Mall's the pity. Mall's the pity, as I often said. Deborah, we should have probably um, uh, primed you for this. Do you do a Mariella Fostrup? No, I wish you had. People often ask me the question, is there anyone... One that you don't do and and that is when I say Mariella Fostrop because um I can't quite get my my sort of more soprano classically trained soprano voice <laughs> down to the dulcet tones 
Um, Good I'm, Lord, I'm you definitely don't want to hear me trying to do that. <laughs> um, but actually, they they resolved that with the original puppet um, because um, she had a, a, a it was a man. Oh, what? So Matt, it, Matt it, do it, you it, do a Mariana Foster? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I, I can have a go. Well, I'll tell you what, let, no, I can't. let me let me bring in Dominic Maxwell, the uh, comedy critic for the Times. So Dominic, you've done a piece for the Times this weekend where you've spoken to a load of people who were. Uh, lampooned previously by Spitting Image. Who did you speak to and who liked it and who didn't? Well, yeah, I'm afraid that the bad news for Matt is that everyone sort of liked it. Um, no, with one exception, I spoke to Norman Tebbit, David Owen, Neil Kinnock, Lord Young, David Young, uh, David Meller and Norman Fowler. And it was only really Norman Fowler who had sort of objections to it from a sort of scholar. He said because he was a fan of satire, he thought it was a bit too soft. Oh, really? That's interesting. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, if you think, if you'd talk to John Major, I'm sure he would be one of the people who, I mean, although he may have enjoyed the caricature, but I, I would I would honestly say that the John Major government was brought down by Spitting Image. Because I think that, it wasn't that, entirely. I mean, some that other genius, things that I'm they sorry, did. I'm sorry, but the minute they made that whole um, uh, government grey, yeah. Head to and the, toe, and the hair, faces, shirt in the underpants. suits, shirt and the underpants, everything. That was it. I mean, where could you go from there? You were you you, you were the most boring bunch of politicians <laughs> ever in the history of the universe. So you weren't even funny. You were just boring. Dominic, <laughs> uh, given uh, with your sort of comedy critic hat on, are you looking forward to spitting image? Do you think, given that uh, there's one thing you can't uh, say of politicians right now is that they're grey, can <laughs> can satire rise to the occasion? Do you think? Well, look, I think it can. I mean, actually, I was very cheered by the two-and-a-half-minute clip on, that's on YouTube at the moment. Matt does a fantastic uh, Boris in particular and an excellent Trump. And, you know, who knows? We'll look forward to seeing it on Saturday. But, but doesn't um, Boris do a brilliant Boris? That's what's so hard, you know. I mean, when you've got politicians... I mean, how could anyone do Donald Trump better than Donald Trump does Donald Trump? Yeah, there were bits of that uh, the trailer that you could watch online that we basically couldn't air this morning because of the, some, <laughs> some language and some... Adult themes, I think it's fair to say. Michael Gove's quite cute. The Michael Gove is really good. Um, Deborah, is there any is there anyone that you wouldn't want to send up? There's been this debate about Greta and whether or not. I mean, it turns out she quite likes the puppet. But is there anyone that you you don't think should be sent up? I don't know, really. No, I don't think anybody should should not be sent up. Really, um, I think everyone should be fair game. I would have thought. I mean, it depends, obviously, how cruel you're going to be within it. Um, I haven't seen the Greta Thunberg sketches, and, I, and it's not me. I'm not that voice, um, so I, so I don't. I wouldn't like to comment on that. But I just think personally that, as Mariella said, you know, this is a playful show, and um, I, I think it, no one should be off limits, really, apart from me. I'm glad I'm not. You know, that kind of. <laughs> more the kind of famous that people sort of go oh were, were you at the working at the nursery at the time and when I dropped my child off is that you or something like that you know or did we <laughs> see each other at the school gates and I'm sure I know your face but yeah so I, I'm I'm happy to not be but you know if you put yourself out there to be that famous then I think especially you Kim Kardashians and whatnot that have just really just searched for that and that alone um, and don't have that much else really to offer then you know if you're famous for the size of your bottom and you've made it that way then <laughs> you deserve you deserve to, everything you, know. you get basically before i let you go because we're slightly running out of time just, just, just for the purposes of pr promoting the show deborah can we get you to do maybe as the queen you know i'm the queen i love listening to matt Shirley on times radio oh of course 
one loves listening to Matt Chorley on the radio. It's simply a scream. Matt, I don't mind if you do Boris or Trump. Go on. It is a great honour to be talking to Mike Chimney and Virgin Radio. It's the best radio station in Scotland, and I love it. <laughs> what an absolute joy. I'd, I'd happily um, uh, just do this for the next hour, but unfortunately, we haven't got <laughs> other too. stuff to get to. Matt, uh, Matt Ford and Deborah Stevenson, lovely to speak to you. Uh, Dominic Maxwell, uh, Times uh, Comedy Critic. You can read his piece in The Times this weekend. Either pick up a copy of the paper or go to thetimes.co.uk. And Spitting Image will be available to stream on Brickbox from this Saturday. And that's that theme music which Roger Law didn't like so much. He swore a couple of times to apologies uh, if, for uh, Roger Law's language at the start of that half. Now, that's all we've got time for on this episode of the Red Box podcast. Uh, you can now listen back to my whole show on the Times Radio app, where you can also now listen to all of the Times podcasts, including Red Box 2. Make sure you subscribe and review at the Red Box podcast wherever you listen. But for now, from me, Matt Chorley, it's goodbye.